0: Philippians night chapter three. Philippians tonight chapter three uh, verse. Let's start with verse number four. Let's start with verse four. Though I might have also have confidence in the flesh, if any man other man thinketh that he hath where, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, and of the then Hebrews of the Hebrew, Hebrew of the Hebrews. "...as touching the law a Pharisee, concerning the zeal of persecuting the church, touching the righteous which is in the law blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I count lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus." My Lord from whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And he found in him, and I like it, and be found in him. Underline that, and be found in him. That's a wonderful phrase. Not having my own righteousness, but which is of the law, but that which through the faith of Christ, the righteousness was uh, of God by faith that I may know him, that's another one, underline that phrase, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being made comfortable unto his death. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to help, help us, Lord, and speak for us, Lord, and just uh, open our hearts and minds. Father, we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here in Philippians, uh, Paul gives us an autobiography of himself. He, he, he is kind of testifying of who he is uh, and where, he, where he's been. And, and just a little bit, he, he, he used to be what he used to be. He takes all those things and, and, and breaks them down. You, you know you get the feeling that Paul's kind of bragging a little bit. He talks about being the, of the tribe of Benjamin. He said he, he was the Hebrew of Hebrews. He said, I'm the best of the best. I was circumcised on the eighth day. i Pharisee. He said, this is who I am. This is what I've done. Uh, and, and I like it. Paul, Paul gives, tells us his family history, all the things that Paul's been. If anybody had, you've been looking at him, Paul's showing up all the stuff that he had in his life. Paul says, this is the stuff. That I have. This 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 is the stuff that makes me right here. But when he gets down to verse number seven, he changes his mindset. But those things were gained to me, those I count lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. I think something happens in Paul's mind. He gets this flashback. He started having this flashback uh, back in the uh, uh, book of Acts when a light shone down from uh, uh, heaven. and and He's brighter than he'd ever seen before. He said there was a light that shone down upon me and it was a blinding light and a voice that came out of heaven that was a thundering voice. And he got got born again. My face is in the dirt. I got born again. It wasn't religion anymore. It wasn't my stuff anymore. It, It belonged to someone else. And uh, let me just say this uh, it, it's not religion. Paul had religion before he met Christ. Uh, he was a Pharisee. He, he had religion, but he did not have Christ. He said, It's not my stuff. I had the religion. He said, I, I was made, I was a Pharisee, and he said, I, I, I become a persecutor of the church for those that believed. God could have done away with me at any time he wanted to. I, I was not who I should have been. But thank God one day I was walking down the road to Damascus and he came to where I'm at uh, and I got saved and born again. And my life was changed. I-, I see Paul trying to tell somebody this. Uh, uh, this is who I was. Uh, I-, I was Paul. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Uh, I-, I-, I was a Pharisee. I was circumcised on that day. I- I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. He said, that's who I am. But something happened to me. Uh, I-, I was on the road to Damascus. I was going to Persia those who's believed in Christ Uh, but something happened to me uh, and I got born again and all those things that I was all that stuff that was wrapped up as me is no longer me I don't know about you but my testimony was a lot like Paul's I I was worried about my stuff (laughs) I I was worried about who I was, where I've been, what I've done. But God came to where I was. And he showed me without him, I'm nothing. I am nothing. Paul uh, changed his testimony. I like testimony service. I love a testimony service. But can I remind you something about testimony. Don't ever brag about where you came from but brag on where God brought you from. Amen. It, it's not in your powers, not in your authorities, what God has done for you and I. Paul said enough about that. He said, I, I've said enough about me. You know who I am. But now let me tell you a little bit about the one who saved me. He said, I, I want you to know something. He said, let me tell you about a man because my story ain't really about me. All the things I'm telling you ain't really about me. Paul said, I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung. All the things that I've done, all the work that I've worked for, it's lost, it's no good because I did it without Christ. I did it without being saved. I did it because I did it on my, my stuff, not God's stuff. And I, I believe there was something that was honing Paul he said that he was a persecutor of the church in Galatians chapter 1 verse 13 says that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it I I, I believe that stuck with Paul time and time again I I believe Paul could realize and say hey uh, I, I I've done that, that was me, that was the old me. Can you imagine somebody running and meeting Paul and, and coming up to Paul and, and Paul starts talking to him and said, they say, said, well, I know who he was. I, I know what he done. And Paul said, hey, that man's dead. That man's not alive. I'm going to tell you about somebody alive. He said, I'm trying to tell everybody about somebody that'll save anybody. Paul says I'm not that person no more because of the experience on the road to Damascus. You and I can say the same thing. You born again, washed by the blood. You've been to Calvary. You and I can say the same thing. I'm not that old man. I'm something different. Something happened there. I got born again. I got in a family. I got washed by the blood. I'm not the same. I may look the same. I may talk the same. I may walk the same. But there's something different down inside of me that drives me in a different way. It's not my stuff. God's stuff. Paul says, I don't want to be found in the things of Paul. I don't want to be found in the things of Paul. He said, it's not me that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Paul says, I don't want the things that I've done. I don't want to be found in the things of Paul. I want to be found in the things of God. That's why he said to be found in him. Let me put it to you this way. You're going to be found one way or another. One one way or another you're going to be found. You're going to be known for something in this life. Amen. You're going to be known for what you wrap around your stuff, what you wrap yourself into. You're going to be known by that. That makes you who you are tonight and what you are. Paul said, I don't want to be found in my stuff. He he said, I've wrapped myself in my stuff for years. I I, I don't want to be found in that. Let me just say this. uh, I've wrapped myself in myself for years, but I I don't want to be found that way. I'm like Paul. I want to be found uh, in Christ. Uh, He says, to be found in him. I I got to thinking about that being found in him. And you go through the Bible and you can find those who were wrapped up in self and not be found in him. Adam and Eve, we've talked about them so much here lately. I can't help to say that they were found in their stuff, their stuff. They, they had the perfect life. It was given to them. They, everything was given to them. It was a perfect world. And all of a sudden, the serpent beguiled Eve. She partook of the fruit. And God said, you could not have that one. Of all the other trees, uh, you could have but not that one. And all of a sudden, they ate of the fruit, the Bible says, and their eyes were immediately opened. And they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. But he, but you're right, Adam should have been. He, he was ahead. He should have said, hey, no, you go ahead, but I'm not. And the reason they did that, and he said, I heard the voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. That's the reason why they put the the, uh, the leaves around them. They made them ever. And they, they their eyes were open, uh, and you know what? The, their condition has not changed. Uh, when they before they ate of the fruit, uh, they were still that way. Uh, nothing has changed. Uh, but now their eyes are open to good and evil, and they clothed themselves. Uh, they said, "Hey, uh, something's wrong with us." And the reason why they did it, cause God came down in the cool of the evening. To walk with them, God wanted to walk with Adam and Eve, but He couldn't find them. That's, I love that somebody said they couldn't find Adam. He's, he's the Bible said he was hid over in the trees. Adam, you still Adam? You don't. Look, you're not a tree. He, he tried to disguise. He tried to cover up the things that he'd done. And God knew exactly what he'd done. God knew exactly where he's at because the Bible says, Adam, where art thou? Where are you at? Where are you at? Three things real quick about Adam and Eve. They were exposed in their wickedness. And their eyes of them both were open and they knew and they knew. Can I say that they were already in that condition before like I said but now their eyes are open and their condition has been revealed to them and because of that sin nature into the world, sin came in the world and abomination of God and death came. Now we're in this wickedness that's been exposed by Adam and Eve. Can I say it does not bother a drunkard to be a drunkard it it doesn't bother a a, a drug addict to do drugs they're they're living the way they want to live their lives they're having fun it's the way they want to live their lives they're doing what they want to do but praise God one day somebody started knocking knocked on my door got my attention And start walking around in my garden. (laughs) And he's calling my name. And all of a sudden, my eyes were open. I I saw my condition. I saw my wickedness. Uh, I saw what I was heading. I saw what I was. uh, And I tried to hide from God. I said, God, don't look at me. I'm wicked. I'm sinful. Somebody like God, uh, almighty God, look at this sinful, wicked person. This man that's wicked. I'm trying to hide from God. God comes looking. And you glad God came to your garden and God got a hold of you. You, you, may, ha- you may hide your, your, your wickedness from everybody else, but God sees your wickedness. God sees your thought. God knows who you are. And you try to act like you're covering everything up. God sees it. They sewed up aprons. Their eyes were open. Many times I've seen people in pews And you ask them, won't you come? And you can see them. They're ready to take that step. They're ready to walk out. But they'll grab the back of the pews and hold hard and, and bow their head. They don't want nobody looking at them. They're trying to hide. They're trying to cover up their wickedness. But God is pleading with us to come. Expose your wickedness and God will deal with it. I don't understand why God would save somebody like me. I really don't. But I'm glad he did. I'm glad even in my sinful nature and wickedness that I lived, God still came to me. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad God came to your garden? Aren't you glad that God opened your eyes and seen your wickedness for what you were and where you were heading Amen. Their, 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 their wickedness was exposed. I can remember that night. It wasn't the preacher preaching, somebody else was preaching to me. He called my name. I look at him and I say, Lord, my my righteousness is about as filthy rags before your eyes. Why would you want anything to do with me? Why would you want to do anything with me? And I find out that God told Peter what I've cleansed. Don't call unclean. And God's telling us the same thing. You are dirty. You are filthy. You are wretched. You are no good. You're no God. And you're heading to hell. But what I clean, what I get a hold of, don't call unclean no more. Thank God he came walking in my garden. Their eyes were open, and they knew they were naked, and they were exposed in their wickedness. They sewed fig leaves together. And now you see the exercising of their work. I, I could see them two standing there talking to each other. <laughs> Something's wrong here. We we done something we shouldn't have done. We ate of the fruit, God said no. We could on all the other fruits trees, we could have had, we could have had everything we had the perfect life, we didn't have to worry about nothing, everything was given us God would come down, can you imagine that, God come down and walk with them in the cool of the evening through the garden Uh, God himself and yet they say, I I don't want to listen to God, I don't want to do that God and they said, hey, we've got ourselves in a mess, how many times you've gotten yourself in a mess and you try to get out your own self out of your mess, that's exactly what they're doing, they realize they were naked they realized their wickedness uh, they said hey I, I think we'll get something right we'll just sew us and fig leaves together and we'll hide it you can't hide this stuff from God you sew all you want to it's not going to you? they took something that was alive and made it dead to cover up their wickedness they, they said, hey, this will work. We'll cover up ourselves and we'll cover up our wickedness. That's the way sinners are. They expose themselves at the expense of others. They're willing to take life from something else to cover up what they have done. By one man's sin, death enter into this world, the Bible says. They figure if we're going to die, something else is going to die with us. Something else is going to die with us. Christians are real quick to grab something to cover up. And they don't care who they hurt along the way. No matter how much you cover it up yourself, you might cover it up from each other. You might cover it up from everybody else. Bible says the eyes of the Lord is in every place beholding the evil and the good. God sees it. God knows what you're doing. They're exercising their, their works and it was damning. Until the woman he said I greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception into sorrow. To Adam he cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of all the days of thy life thorns and thistles you, you're going to till the land you're going to move that, that's their uh, uh, damage that was done in their life uh, that because of their sin because of their disobedience because of their exposed wickedness uh, and because of them trying to uh, cover themselves up God says here's the curse on you this is what you're going to have to do you're going to have suffering you're going to have pain you're going to live it through all the days of your life can you imagine that going from having everything to have to toil, sorrow. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. You're going to enjoy it now, but you ain't going to enjoy it for very long. I wish I know about things that I know about now. There's some things that I cannot get out of my mind. It's there. I can't do anything about them. There's something here in my mind. There's something here in my heart that I wish somebody would just get rid of them, but they can't. You better stay far away from them. I wish somebody told me that, yeah, that that you better stay away from that. I, I wish somebody had warned me to things that I've done before I've done them Then I, I would have been a different person. I'd have been a different way. But nobody warned me. But can I say this? Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Thank God he forgets. We might not forget. We might still remember. But thank God he says I put them by my, my back. I'll remember them no more. And I, I love that. I, I love the fact that an almighty God will forget what I've done. Forget my sins. Forget my past. But it's hard for me to get past my past. But God said I will remember them no more. We beat ourselves up over and over and over because we covered up, covered up, covered up that we think we still need to try to cover up something God covered Himself. Amen. They, they, their wickedness was exposed and they, they exercised their work but they were encased in the will of God. They ate of the fruit exposed, tried to cover it, but God had already done prepared a lamb. God knew. God knew on the other side of the garden, hey, something was going to go wrong. He knew what they were going to do. He had to prepare them a sacrifice. The Bible says God made a coat of skin and clothed them. And it's the will of God is not willing that any man should perish, but all should come to the repentance while they were messing it all up while they were doing things they shouldn't have been doing God was preparing God was taking steps to bring them back to him making a way back to him uh, we might be sinners today but God said I'll make a way here. all you got to do is come and repent uh, they try to cover it up themselves uh, with the apron they try to get their sins covered by themselves but God says that's not going to do that's not going to help uh, you can't cover your sins uh, you can't run from your sins uh, you can't hide from your sins. I see everything you've done. I know every place you've been. I know every word you said. You can't run, but I'm telling you right now, i made a way. I've sent a lamb that died and shed his blood for you, that if you come and get unto him, he'll say, I'll forgive you and bring you back unto me. Thank God for grace. They try to clothe themselves but God made coat of skin, and clothed them. God said the fig leaves ain't going to make it. Ain't going to cut it. I, I've seen preachers with talents. I've seen singers with talent. I've seen Christians with talent. But it ain't going to cut it. It ain't going to cut it. You, you, you go to church day in, day out, till you read your Bible, That ain't going to cut it. Ain't going to cut it. You need him. You need him. God is telling us, I don't want your stuff. I don't want your stuff. God doesn't want your stuff. God does not need your stuff. You come for God. God, uh, this is what I've done. I'm a preacher. I preach your word. God, I'm a singer. I sing your songs. Lord, uh, I'm a faithful servant of the church. Uh, I'm there at the time the doors are open. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing. God don't want your stuff. God wants your heart. Because God knows if he gets your heart, he's got everything else you got. And listen to this. Your stuff is not going to make you a better Christian. Your stuff is not going to make you a better Christian. Amen. And there are those that are working themselves to death trying to get to heaven. And all they're doing is working themselves to death. Oh, I got to do this. I got, you know what? God, God says your stuff is not good enough to get to heaven. But I'm going to send one that is. I'm sending you one that is. And all you've got to do is come to him. What a simple plan of salvation. Simple plan of salvation. Problem is, and I'm about done. Problem is, we try to hide too much from God. You know what you did. I don't. You do. Nobody else in here knows what you have done. Know what you said. Know what you thought. Know where you've been. Nobody else does. And, and we hide it. I'm sitting in church. I guarantee I, I, I'm. I'm telling you, there's people sitting right here right now that's got stuff hid. Looking good. God said it ain't good. I I know your stuff. I know where you've been. Know what you said. Know what you've done. It ain't good enough. And that's Christian people. And, and I'm I'm sorry. We got churches that just embrace it, hold it. Come as you are. Leave as you came. That's the motto of churches today. Don't want to give up your stuff. I want to hold on my stuff. I don't want my stuff. Your stuff is not good enough to get you to heaven. You got to get rid of it. Paul says, all those things I count as dung. All those things matter nothing to me. Not my standing. Not my family history. None of those things mean nothing that I may know Christ. And that I may be found in him. You you get those two down in your life, that I may know him, that I may be found in him. Your stuff ain't good enough. Your stuff ain't good enough. But God's is. God's is.